Before we dive into this episode, I have an exciting offer for you. You know that my passion is simplifying formulation for all hairstylists. Right now, my best-selling masterclass, Hair Color Formulation Simplified, is on sale for only $47. To get yours now, simply go to my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com forward slash simple. Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today is a solo episode. I wanted to share some thoughts that have been bubbling up when I am cruising around in Facebook forums that are geared towards hairstylists. I am never, ever, ever without content to be able to talk about something that is, you know, standing out to me that needs to be addressed. Um, I'm always amazed at how much people take advice from a bunch of strangers on the internet that are all in a group. And the dynamic, I think as a life coach, I see things stand out to me that wouldn't stand out to the average person that hasn't done the work on life coaching, that misery loves company. You know, when someone jumps on and says something negative in a group and says they're breaking up with a client, 400 comments later, not one person had the client's back. Everyone has the hairstylist back. And when I read the situation that they were upset about, it was a thousand percent clear that the client was right and the stylist was wrong. So I am all for setting boundaries. I am all for, you know, not letting people disrespect you or disrespect your time. But I think the pendulum has swung so much farther to the opposite side of if a client doesn't hug you, kiss you and tip you a hundred percent on her service, you're over her and you want to break up with her. Um, so it's concerning to me because we were all raised in the, you know, the customer's always right and you have to do everything you can because we know how expensive it is to attain one brand new client. So keeping a client is much easier and less expensive than constantly trying to get a new client in your chair. Um, especially now post the COVID stage where a lot of salons were shut down and lost a lot of clients and a lot of clients, you know, have decided to take matters into their own hands and start to color their hair themselves at home. Are there times that you have to tell a client that they're simply not a good fit and, you know, take them out of your schedule for future appointments? Absolutely. But I can, you know, say that I've been doing hair for 35 years and I've had to let three clients go in 35 years. If I behaved the way that I see people behaving now with breaking up with clients every other day, I would be forever trying to build a brand new book every single month. 
Um, there's always going to be a client that says something offensive or doesn't sit still in the chair and spins their head around to talk to you, or they look up at you with those creepy eyes when you're trying to shampoo them and they look at you with their eyes open the entire time. But that's called, you know, relating to other people. It's the service industry. So, um, you know, when there's a problem with their color or a service that you've provided, you know, you may think that you hit the nail on the head and you got it exactly right. But if the client doesn't think that it's exactly right, then that's her perception. And she, you know, she wants to love what you've done. Most times when there's a problem and I see these text chains being shared on social media, which is wrong in so many ways, it's a privacy issue. You know, they're, they're texting you privately. They're not expecting you to go on social media and put them on blast now I see people scribble out the person's name, but it's still invasive to have their dirty laundry aired all over Facebook so that a bunch of other hairstylists can say, oh, you did a great job. That's not you, girl. You you get rid of her. You know, so that, that's the end of that rant. I'm just showing my age. I think that, you know, I appreciate my clients so much. And I understand, again, as a life coach and a hairdresser, that whatever's going on in that situation, you know, it could be that that client just found out that her husband has a terminal illness. It could be that they just lost a parent. Um, they just got a phone call on the way there that something tragic happened. So try to flip to having some compassion rather than trying to alienate and get rid of anyone who lands in your chair that you don't feel it was a perfect, ideal, amazing connection. You know, you're not there to be social, you're there to provide a service. Um, so that's that. And then as far as color goes, I never without a situation that makes me scratch my head. So um, about a week ago, someone posted in one of the groups, she posted photographs and she said, my client wants to go from a level one, which if you are a colorist, you understand that there really isn't a level one. I mean, that's the blackest you can possibly, that's like tar on the street black. And most people are a little bit lighter than that. So I think that may be a bit of an exaggeration. So from level one to highlights slash balayage. So I'm stopping there because balayage is a technique. It is not a, um, something that a client can order as like a look. A balayage is a technique and balayage means to sweep. And original true balayage is freehand open air hair painting that is meant for a sun-kissed look. It never was or will be the answer for taking a client from a level one to a pale blonde highlight. You're never getting there. Whether you put it in foil, whether you tease it, whether you air air, whatever it's called, air touch it, however you decide to do that, you're not going from a one to a nine on any person's head ever in one visit. Um, so for her to think that she was going to balayage that gave me a little chuckle. And then it says, on the left is normal bleach, whatever normal bleach is, um, with 6%. On the right is Plex Magnet 9 by Revlon. I never heard of that, but it's another kind of bleach with 9%, two separate strand tests with different results. I think I can achieve level seven slash eight at a push on her. So is it seven or is it eight? Everyone that puts like, she's a six, seven, she's a five, six, she's a four, five. That's not a thing. 
They're either a four or they're a five. They're either a six or they're a seven. So get clarity on where you really are because there's a big difference in what is left in the hair, what is present in the hair at a level seven versus a level eight and so on. So it's box dye, which that goes right through me because box color is the same as professional color. That's like, I could go on for an hour about that. Um, it's box dye and years of buildup. So girlfriend thinks she's getting someone from a one to a balayage on box color that was done by the client. The problem isn't that it's box color. It's that it's box color done by a client who's not a hairstylist and who has overlapped 72 times over the last five years, hence why she looks like a level one, because a level five overlapped three times becomes a level four and then a level three and then a level two. It's going to build up and deepen. So remember that when you're applying your color really quickly and haphazardly, you're actually creating inkiness and depth that you're not looking for. And it's from the overlap and the banding. Um, Think her ends need to come off as doesn't appear to have lifted much there at all. So she's saying she used one developer all the way through the strand that has this buildup of black color and that because the ends haven't lifted, she's just going to cut them off. <laughs> she said, I think I have a plan. Just curious for other opinions. So this is the new thing on forums. When someone feels like they've asked a big question and they really have no idea what they're doing, that if they say, I have a plan, I'm just checking in with you to see if you agree. That's them saying, I don't want people coming at me saying, how could you ask the silly question? You know, How long have you been doing hair? So that's a new defense mechanism. Um, I think I have a plan, just curious for other opinions. Her hair is very healthy and very good condition. Now she just said in the last sentence that her ends need to come off because it's not lifting. And now it's healthy and beautiful and in great condition. I'm not convinced, this is my favorite line. I'm not convinced it's a color correction. What do you think? <laughs> now I'm laughing because as a passionate colorist, this is my entertainment. Nobody in my family or at a dinner party would find this funny in any way. But to me, all of the red flags, I'm dropping red flags the entire, every paragraph, I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag is this person is not highly educated in corrective color. So that's why she's saying, I'm not convinced it's a color correction. How on God's green earth can you say that taking someone from box black repetitive application for years and years of buildup to a blonde is not a corrective situation? So I would love to meet this person and have a little sit down conversation about where that came from. Um, so she was not convinced. And then, you know, she got a million trillion um, answers from people that, you know, were in her wheelhouse of like, you're awesome. You've got this. You can do it. You know, it'll be easy. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I, I visualize what is going to happen when she does that client. So first of all, you never tell a client they can go from a one to a balayage, whatever that means, look, a noticeable, visible highlight. You're going to get to screaming Blonald McDonald at best. Um, and that's the conversation you have to have with the client. So when someone is a one, especially if they are a kitchen beautician and doing it themselves, 
we have a very long in-depth consultation about how much buildup is on the hair and how nothing is going to happen overnight. And we do a strand test, which she did her strand test. I'll give her that. Um, but you need to show the client what, you know, cut a piece of hair out of their head, take one from the back, just a skinny little piece. It doesn't have to be a hunk, just like that. Take it, cut it off, put it inside a foil and show the client, you know, what it's looking like as the lightener is on. And you show them like, look, it's been on for 30 minutes and you're still just at a really deep red that I know you're not trying to be red. You want to be a blonde. And then there's a conversation about, treatments and, um, you know, to take things out of the hair. There's a conversation about color removers, about corrective color, about the timeline of what it would really take to get them from where they are to where they want to be. And are they truly committed? Because in my experience, when someone is a kitchen beautician, dark color person, they think they want to be lighter and blonde. And then you struggle to get them. It takes about a year you get them there and then you see them in the grocery store and they're black again because they're not truly convinced that what you do in the salon is any better than what they can do at home. Um, I just did a boot camp recently. We had a really great group of people. It was very well received. Um, and it was about um, you know, cover, covering resistant gray, about how we lean on one color, like a six or seven N, and also um using dimension with client retention. And I did a follow-up um, masterclass and I shared some statistics on the people that do their color at home versus in salon and what their thought process is. And their thought is it's just gray coverage. Like how hard is it? So there's something called a dualist where they see a salon for dimension. So they'll cover their gray themselves with a drugstore co color. Um, they take care of covering the gray and then they see their stylist for dimension. So we need to um, not shame that client. We need to welcome them with open arms and say, you know, let's educate them. They're never coming to you for that single process. It's not like you're teaching them something and taking something away from yourself or from another salon. They're an at-home client. You know, they're that person that's going to do it themselves no matter what and be happy that she's coming for her haircut and her dimension. So instead of shaming and saying, ew, you use the box color and there's, you know, minerals in there that are going to make your hair fall out. And there's, you know, everybody has these stories about what's in box color. And I know for sure from being in the industry for 35 years and meeting many chemists that the at-home hair color market, their product is very similar to what we use behind the chair, minus some extra conditioning um, ingredients, as well as the how to mix colors together and apply it in a professional way. So when something goes wrong with quote box color, it is user error. It's not product error. I've used a box on experiments for my uh, monthly membership and the color covers as well or better. You don't have to be as precise with the application because um, they know that the person applying it isn't going to be taking skinny, tiny little suctions. Um, so they build in the extra pigment to make sure that it, you know, spreads out and covers well. So that is my rant for today. That certainly was a color correction. Um, you know, I, I hold back from commenting. I just take a little screenshot and I put it into a folder so that when I do a solo episode, 
I always have something to share from the inspiration of what not to do in Facebook forums. So if you want to join a Facebook forum where you're going to get solid, good advice from someone who's done nothing but hair color for 35 years, um, please come and see me on Expert Color Solutions Facebook page. It's an open page. You don't have to be approved or join or share your license number or any of those things. Just show up and I go live every Wednesday morning where I host coffee and colorful conversation. And I talk about all things hair color, the business of hair color, emotional intelligence, life skills, all the things to be successful behind your chair. Um, I hope you will also leave a review on this podcast. Now that you're listening here, I hope you'll subscribe and download some episodes and leave me a review. And I also am very active on YouTube and I don't promote it enough. So check me out on YouTube. Um, just go to Elaine Travis on YouTube. And I would also love for you to follow me on Instagram, Expert Color Solutions. Thanks for listening. And I will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.